So welcome to today's podcast. I'm here to interview Bill Ingram from Sponsor. First of all, Bill, good to have you here today. Thank you very much, Ben. Looking forward to our chat. Likewise, likewise. So let's start with a very easy question. Who are you? <laughs> I like the easy one. Um, <laughs> I'm Bill Ingram. I'm co-founder and CEO of Sponsure. Um, this is our, our attempt to um, modernize a, uh, an incredibly archaic industry. <laughs> Interesting to hear more about that. So, so what's the actual problem or which, which space are you in specifically? So um, we're in the space of, um, I guess, what you would describe as amateur or grassroots sports sponsorship and partnership. Um, and what we've done is we've looked at the market of sponsorship around the world and you know, 99% of the cash in sponsorship is spent by you know 0.1% of the clubs and athletes out there, where in fact the rest of us um, operate at an amateur or grassroots level, whether you're a child, an octogenarian playing bowls. And in the UK, we have 180,000 sports clubs, um, sports playing schools and universities, and, and they facilitate about 20 million people uh, playing sport. And what we're trying to do is one, um, make those clubs uh, the have the ability to understand what their assets are and be able to market those sponsorships in a, in a much more ready and discoverable way. And on the other side of the platform is obviously to have the businesses um, be able to discover, understand the power of sponsorship in 2017 um, rather than, you know, what it's been sort of seen as in the past. Understand, understand. And how is it done today? So if I'm a sports club and looking for some sponsorship, how is it typically approached? So right now it's, it's being done exactly the same for Time Memorial, if I'm honest with you. It's, it's left up to the chairman and a, and a couple of uh, maybe the people on the uh, committee uh, to dig out the same black book that they dig out every year. And they go around almost like a, a, you know, in a begging bowl exercise where they... Um, ask you know for the three or four businesses that they always ask the money for you know we need a new kit the floodlights have gone um we need to replace the gate on the door and all this sort of stuff and that's how it's done and it's done through begging now the other way it's done is that they identify people within the club that run their own businesses or work for very large businesses and the same begging exercise happens but it's done not through any form of um, you know, you, you've always helped as it's done. Look, we know you've got your own business. You've got a, a son or a daughter that plays, or we know yeah. you play for our team. Can you give us some money to help us out? And then the business replies through no commercial uh, arrangement whatsoever, through either an, an ego or an altruistic view of, yeah, I'll help them out because they're good guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Understand. Cool. Um, so I understand the, the issue, how the t topics approach today. Um, what, how do you solve it for, for all those clubs out there? And what's so special about your solution? Okay, good question, Ben. Um, so we looked at it and we saw this, you know, completely, um, a, 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 I guess a phrase we have here is uh, done on the back of a fag packet. So there's no professionalism around it. Um, there's no commercial ROI around it. It is literally just give us it and look, thanks so much. And it's a, the club always asks for the, the exact amount of money that whatever it is they're asking for costs. So if the kit costs 500 pounds, they ask for 500 pounds. Um, 
And so what we've done is create a platform, a marketplace that allows clubs, schools and universities on one side to actually understand the assets that they have within the club, i.e. what is marketable and what can be put together as part of a package. And it allows them through a very swift, easy to use wizard base to create professional looking sponsorship opportunities. And then it allows them to promote it free of charge. So there is no cost to them to, to do that. So there's no barrier to entry. Um, so that's on one side. The other side is obviously for the business side is it's, you know, it's like an Airbnb. It's discoverable, you know, i.e. it's searchable um, so that the business can identify the best opportunity or the one that aligns most with what their business strategy is. You know, there's no point a, a wealth manager looking at sponsoring, um, you know, the under nines um, football team at, let's say, a, 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 in a socioeconomic area of less repute. They're, they're going to be looking at, you know, maybe sponsoring a tennis club in a more affluent area because that's where their target demographic is. Whereas the plumber um, whose clients go from the very wealthy down to the not so wealthy could look at opportunities across the board, um, depending on how much he wants to spend um, in terms of interacting with a, a community or, it's, or an emotionally engaged community within a local area. Using yeah, the sports, cool. yeah, using the sports club or school as that vehicle or mechanism, um, rather than you know using Google or Facebook or any of these other things you pour money into and don't actually see anything. You can you can use the uh, the club or the school as your uh, conduit into your engaged audience. Understand. So, in, in from both perspective, I just go to your platform, which which is a website, and uh, I either look for sponsoring opportunities which are out there which I can sponsor. Or I enter my data saying, telling you what I'm looking for, how much I'm looking for, and uh, things like that. Is it, so is that's, that coming. that's on the roadmap. Uh, you yeah. can, we, you, that you'll be able to see. So uh, I know one of the things we're going to talk about is that is that one of the things coming up in the future is yeah. the ability, rather than just a search, um, because the business may not know exactly or how to go about it, is that there will be that functionality where a business can enter some details. I'm looking to you know, go into this area. I'm looking at targeting this sort of demographic. Uh, I'm more interested in this sport than this sport. I'm more interested in you know, para sport or um, ladies or whatever else it may be so that then we can um, help them you know, um, choose and uh, select the, the right opportunities for them. Understand. Cool. So, so that's that's on the roadmap. Any anything else that's that's coming up in the next couple of months? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I think from a roadmap perspective, we'll look to um, add individual sports. So at the moment, you know, we only cater for uh, sports clubs, um, schools, and universities. Um, we will look at individual sports. So that will incorporate, you know, things like golf, tennis, um, stranger sports like skeleton. Uh, when we've had we've had people uh, interact with us that uh, Quidditch Quidditch maybe uh, I went to my first Quidditch game uh, really? in the summer and um, it was uh, certainly an experience not entirely sure I need to uh, uh, ever do it again but it was certainly something <laughs> I've never seen before <laughs> no, no. Well, who knows uh, maybe there's potential <laughs> you never know you never know yeah. other things obviously we're looking at raising cash um, yeah. you know uh, we're on a funding uh, round right now And so we're looking at raising money between now and Christmas and closing that off um, to continue uh, um, expediting our growth. Yeah, cool. So everybody who, who's listening and likes the approach, uh, I guess, is uh, invited to, to send you a message. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the underlying piece for all of this, Ben, is that we, we believe in sport being uh, wonderful for society. It's as simple as that. We believe that more people that can participate in sport, uh, the better our societies are. Now, for the majority of us, we can only participate in that sport if a club exists or a university club exists. And that comes, unfortunately, down to cash. So the more money we can introduce into sport, the more participation there can be. And it's a win-win on the business side in the fact that they can engage and market and use it as a direct marketing mechanism now, rather than it being a nice to have or something they don't really understand. This is a way of truly engaging uh, market, you know, uh, markets that they want to target directly by using that sports club or school. Yeah, I totally agree on that. Uh, let's not forget about the the, the base in times yeah. uh, in which soccer players cost more than 200 million euro. Um, there should be also some money ready to go into to yeah. the, all the little clubs. For the rest teams. of the population, you know, there's millions yeah, and millions absolutely. of people. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter what sport you're playing. Um, it only exists because of people that are volunteers, that give away their time, that do all these things, that in these amateur clubs. And without those, um, I think uh, the world and society would be a poorer place. Yeah, I agree on that totally. Um, speaking about your journey, um, there there must be some challenging things on the mm. road. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it, right? Um, <laughs> So I think our biggest one is inertia um, from the business. It's the it's we are on a education and understanding mission right now. And that is that we have to educate businesses, both large and small. It doesn't matter whether you're a, you know, a sole trader or whether you're a, you know, a Fortune 100 business is that sponsorship is something that conjures in most people's heads, a very firm image or a firm understanding of what they believe that to be. And what they believe it to be is something that I think is very outdated. It's, um, you know, I'm going to put a, you know, a banner up on a pitch or I'm going to sponsor a shirt. And, you know, what do I get for it? And what we've got to understand and get uh, businesses to do is that these are long term campaigns. You know, these are at least a season long in a club that has, you know, 500 members. Um, or 800 members that, you know, within the local community know 3,000 people that you're going to interact with through whether it be social channels, um, e-newsletters, over a period of time. It may include a shirt still. It may include a physical banner. But the combination of all of those assets means that your exposure and reach is far greater than trying to do it, you know, out by yourself. The second one, so, so that's this education piece of people involved in sports clubs are more likely to interact with a brand or a business that's associated with their sports club because they're emotionally engaged with that club or that school or that university. Mm -hmm. But right now, you know, that's an education piece for us to battle against uh, that, okay, old school thought, thought process of sponsorship is this. <laughs> Welcome to the new world. And this is what we can now deliver um, through the platform and what the clubs and the schools and universities can do for you whatever your business is, whether you're the local lawyer, whether you're the firm of architects, whether you've opened a new coffee shop, whether you're a building supplies firm, it doesn't matter. There will be an opportunity out there that aligns with what your business strategy is. Yeah, That's, that's uh, our battle. And, uh, and in my opinion, it's getting even more interesting uh, these days as uh, more and more clubs are streaming their games, uh, sharing content online over all those channels we have today. Uh, so I guess the reach will, will only get higher 
uh, right. in the future. And as, 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 as more and more clubs lower down the leagues and in the more amateur fields have access to being able to live stream or, you know, um, they do commentaries, you know, and all these sorts of things, that there are more and more opportunities for interactive sponsorship and partnership for local brands. And we're not, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, talking about Samsung and Chelsea. This is, you know, a local estate agents uh, spending a few hundred or a thousand pounds uh, over the course of nine months with the local rugby club, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But gaining huge exposure into the market that they actually want and operate in. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have some um, success stories you want to share or some, some metrics you can, you can come yeah, up with? Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, I mean, obviously we're very new um, and we're trying to, but, you know, you've got to think, you know, in three months we've had more than 250 opportunities listed on the marketplace. Um, that's 68 um, club schools and universities. Um, we have just last night, I got a message from one of our first ever, uh, companies that had bought, um, a sponsorship, um, at a rugby club that man has managed to sell, uh, a, uh, their product to, uh, somebody that is at the rugby club in pre-season. So rugby season doesn't start for another four weeks. So the club is quiet at this moment in time. I got a text message at quarter past nine last night whilst I was walking the dog. Saying, Bill, just to let you know, I've just sold. And bear in mind, the, the, only half of what he's taken out has gone active. So it's only half of the sponsorship package is activated right now. And the rest is activated once the season starts. And he's already sold enough to cover the entire outlay for the season. Um, Perfect. So, you know, that made me smile. I, I skipped home with the dog last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was a quick walk. It was a quick walk. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, coming to my last question now, first of all, it was very interesting to hear about sponsor and, uh, yeah, your, your journey so far. Um, there's one question I ask all the people I'm talking to, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, do you have a productivity hack? So is there anything in your life, maybe in private or business life you like to be, or you used to be more productive? I think there's two things. One isn't very new at all. Um, Uh, and and I, I guess if you speak to many entrepreneurs that, you know, this is one that they do, which is um, I make a lot of lists. I list everything um, because there's so many things going on. If you don't list it, it's gone. So I make lists upon lists upon lists and try and work through as many of them as I possibly can or have, you know, a priority list, a nice to have list. And Christ, if I have five minutes um, at the end of the day. I've got another list type of thing. So that's one is I find that really, really, really useful to keep, keep tabs and stuff. And the you other said online or offline? Both. So, I, both. so okay. depending on where I am and what I've got in front of me, I, I use uh, sort of sticky notes uh, on, on the computer and on my desk. And there's a black book that constantly walks around with me that I'm making lists in. Um, the second one is, um, which I think is more important potentially because the, the first one's not really, is the ability to say no. Um, I think one of the things in uh, having run a successful business and sold a successful business already is one of the things that you learn very quickly is if you say yes to everything or if you say yes to everyone, um, you become distracted and you get swamped by work that you then feel as though you have to do because you've said yes, rather than it being core to where you're trying to do or trying to take your business there and then. So it's the ability to say no politely um, rather than to say yes to everything, I think is a, a great productivity hack. So you don't get drowned. 
and fo- focusing on the really important things is, is the key for for success. Absolutely. Cool, Bill. It was a pleasure talking to you. Of course. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, g- good luck with uh, with your company. Thank you so much indeed, and uh, yeah, look forward to uh, any interaction. Get off the back of it. Perfect. Thank you very much. Take care.